Hello there. How are you doing today? That is me talking to myself. Check-in time. Sit back. Take a long, delicious, yummy breath. Listen to the sound of my voice. Just the sound of it. How it lifts off from my tongue. Hits the back of my teeth. And then fizzes out of my mouth along with the breath. Mm. Just checking in. Just feeling and connecting two elements that make up make up me the sound the touch of my hand on my arm the faint gurgle behind the sound leaving from the throat the vibration it's creating in the throat and the chest and the belly and the thighs, interesting. <clears throat> if I check in later, I will notice something else. Each time it's different and that's why it's interesting. Because one thing we all love is novelty. Something new. Something unique and something real. Something personal, something intimate, something that is making a difference while it's happening. That's this, checking in. <sighs> checking in with my eyes, I can see the reflection of the fan in the window. And just about a faint flicker, as if a hummingbird is constantly buzzing along with its wings flapping constantly because I can't see the whole fan I can just see the light reflecting at the edge of it it's evening so it's all dark I can hear the insects outside the city is quiet because we are in another lockdown and I appreciate the silence and I appreciate the effort everyone's taking. My eyes came over. All these beautiful things on my table. The busyness of the studio. So much creativity. Exchange. Stimulation. The day was packed with it. And it felt so nice to be in the flow. And I caught myself thinking many times of the few days just before this one when I felt stuck, unable to move, decide, unable to decide. And that didn't feel so great like today, but it didn't feel so bad either like many times before perhaps the faith that things will change on their own while I stay engaged in the mind space and the thought space 
Some of it might help, none of it might help. Maybe just my mind needs to stay engaged while things figure out, phenomena of life figures itself out and moves things anyways. So, it shifted because I was willing to participate in anything and everything that felt light, joyful, fun, easy, connecting, um, participatory. So I signed up for everything that seemed like that. I even offered almost everyone that I'm available. And just doing that felt so good, so loving, so abundant. And all the other lacks started falling aside. Today I want to discuss with my own self about HSP. This term HSP I came across in 2013, sometime during then, and it changed my life at that time. I hadn't known that there is something called highly sensitive person, and it's an entire body of research, and there are these certain people who are highly sensitive. I'd heard about extrasensory perception, but that seemed to be esoteric. I indulged in it for a while and I found that it didn't really cover all the holes, you know. It left many major vital parts out. Hmm. But coming back to HSP, I was very happy to come across it. I took the test, I read the book and I found myself saying, yes, 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 that's me, that's me, that's me. And it seemed like overall I felt like I belonged to this group of people who are highly sensitive. What that means is not someone sensitive as in, oh, ready to cry at the drop of the hat, which is, and uh, which was a part of being HSP. But more than that, it was, it was about being perceptive perceptive about many things emotional intelligence is high mental intelligence ability flexibility spontaneity uh, willingness to go with the flow is extremely high in my case there are different types of HSPs so I, I really felt a huge relief and a sense of connection that I belong and I stayed in that space for a long time and it changed my orientation from someone who was uh, sensitive and brittle and fragile and I had to constantly protect myself and uh, be on guard and create walls around me to someone who was belonged to a certain group, a certain type of people and had this trait. It was merely a trait. And the two things I want to really share about HSP, being an HSP, is that number one, for me, it was about having a great capacity to hold and engage with pain uh, in the later years. In the earlier years, I don't think I had much capacity. I was just bumbling my way through. But well, that did build a certain capacity, a certain muscle. And one could stay in pain because... And you could, you could try and fix it, but it would not go away. So I did all of that and 
try to fix it in a different 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 ways try to manage it <clears throat> try to escape it um and then ultimately when i began to head on engage with it and look at it what is the nature of this pain where is it coming from what strikes it what brings it alive that's when i began to reveal something and it changed my entire perception of what pain is first of all to me all your buying the narrative of the world and everyone around you pain was something you don't want to have and you do everything to to avoid it to fix it but when i actually spent time experiencing the nature of pain i realized that it's nothing it's just um it is something it's it's like the caterpillar trying to become a butterfly and it is going through this transformative process in which all its nervous system is body is going to go through some change so there is a certain amount of stimulation which may be unsavory and not settled and that could be called pain but it's nothing more than stimulation for example if you're learning something new you could find a lot of stimulation in your mind and you'd experience all that activity as pain but it's only activity and you're aware of the activity the neural pathways buzzing away or for example you're going to be exercising your body and and you and you've done a lot of leg work and cardio and and you're going to have this pain and but you know that it's not an unsavory unhealthy destructive pain it's only there because you exercise those muscles more than the regular usage so this whole perception shift in pain of pain was fundamental number 1 and that established my groundedness or my comfort in being the hsp and over the years even reducing a lot of the unwanted sides of it which kept me playing less than my my potential for example in sensitivity to sound and light and sensitivity to certain type of people so my judgmentalism uh, sensitivity to <clears throat> food oh i had so many food allergies so i couldn't eat so many things a sensitivity to certain kind of memories and thoughts which i don't want to have and i do certain things to avoid them or keep them under control or you know so all of this was was not really adding to who i really was or my what my potential was so as i sort of settled into being an hsp and working with what the gifts of being an hsp are what happened was naturally these peripheral anomalies became settled relaxed uh, because i found better ways of relating to them my attitude towards things changed and ultimately i came to the place where my actual gift was revealing itself what's my real trait and that was a big win and the comfort of being that just showing up in as that with anyone anywhere anytime is something i'm beginning to enjoy and the only thing i value is that freedom to be that so that's the f- number one thing i really feel we as hsps have uh, 
the the pain itself is the gift and to develop a relationship with it should be one of our primary agenda's priority and then what happens over time is there is a there is a switch and i'd like to talk about that more before now i think i just want to rest with this and be in this space of uh, acknowledging feeling grateful for having certain type of tendencies and traits and knowing that for many years in many ways i did resist it channeled it in ways that was not really true to the trait and the other part i want to share before before we say good night is that everyone is an hsp everyone is a highly sensitive person now i know some of my my uh friends may not agree who are hsps but let me try and explain especially for myself to hear myself and clear my mind around this uh everyone is an hsp there could be just two three differences that being human makes you susceptible to that pain and that pain that one experienced was existential in nature it appeared physiological or physical or biological or psychological but at the heart of it was actually existential like my stomach disorder was nothing but a psychosomatic resistance to unable to digest ideas and thoughts and people and the more i developed an attitude of understanding others and where they're coming from and listening clearly without bringing my judgments to it the more i was able to accept it that my digestive disorders have almost disappeared i would say like 0.01% but that doubt one should always keep alive <laughs> so so in effect everyone is born to experience that existential pain what most people do with it maybe they have um, cultural support or they live in that kind of environment or they just naturally are able to deal with it because there are many systems already laid to manage it to um, not only manage it but fold it in one's living it's part of one's life for example some of our cultural and and religious practices some of our food habits some of our way of life lifestyle all of this can be passed down from generation to generation or from one's culture one's country one's tribe and community and and that feels very grounding and so you're you're fine because the environment you're in is fine but to to certain amount of people who have uh rejected a lot of the said uh, norms and cultures they may find themselves in deep waters all by themselves living on the edge confronted with simple existential questions <clears throat> the need for authenticity or the standard of integrity 
maybe of another degree. I don't want to call it high or low, but it's of some other degree because the need behind that, the quest behind that is of another nature. So, so everyone is sensitive and some know about it and have the need to do something about it. Some don't know about it and are managing it very well. And uh, some know but don't know what to do with it. So that perspective sort of broadens things up for me because my need is to connect to every single individual. Uh, and yeah, that is highly sensitive person. If you want to know more about it, I read Dr. Elaine Aaron's books and websites and whatever I could get at that time. And then, and then I moved on to other things. So that's not the key. I mean, I, I, I think today we are all living in this dynamic space where we, we take what feels right and we move to the next. <laughs> I'm very grateful to all the learnings and teachings and sharings that I met from so many people and places and thought pools <laughs> along the way. Mm. and to sit in one's own silence again to connect with the breath just noticing it the audio journaling is so lovely and I used to do video journaling too just for myself never published it <coughs> maybe this this time of COVID and the kind of age we live in where everyone's in their own bubble and they're pushed more to be in that with the memories of times when we were living in in groups and we were together in large families or even just families, nuclear families but more and more people are by themselves I feel that is also there is a gift in that that one gets all this time to to be one's own best friend to find out who is that who is within you who am I as in today I am this tomorrow I am that and not look for I mean, this whole quest of looking for who am I, what am I really, is a wild goose chase, certainly. <clears throat> there is only this dynamic flowing life because everything that comes alive in you is just life seeking to find a three-dimensional or dimensional space from which it can be expressed. And it's looking to express itself. So the same life force or the phenomena of life or this creative energy that is constantly creating something. By creating, I don't mean only good things. You know, It's also creating destructive things and creating bad things. And it's, it's a non-judgmental force. It doesn't realize what it's doing. It's just available. And it's up to the human 
uh, mind is the beautiful thing that in discern what can be brought to life and what does not need to be brought to life or channeled otherwise. So many times there are very troubling thoughts and all. I, I tend to write them down. I tend to draw and paint them and express them and and get them get them out of me. And what I feel my job is to just remain empty. By empty, I don't mean empty, you know, like hollow or meaningless. I mean free, like spacious, you know, within there is space. If if I can, like the Japanese, I love that. I practice that and it's working now finally. I think I've trained my inner creature to say, clear your mind. And my mind really begins to clear and say, clear your heart. And my emotions calm down. And there's nothing inside, it's just clear. I guess that's the gift of extreme pain. The kind of trauma I experienced when I was a child and early adulthood and midlife. And I'm now at the... I'm still in the midlife, but going towards... Whatever you call that. Uh, all that trauma actually essentially just built this muscle, this capacity, all of that pain. The need to just find peace is so high that under any circumstance, any condition, all I wanted was to find this peace. And I did so many things to find it. And ultimately something stuck. And that was the gift of that pain. The pain was there to, like a barometer, like a barometer telling me that this is happening now, that is happening now. See, look, here it's hurting. Now it's hurting here and this is how it's hurting and everywhere it's hurting and and then looking for the source of it. And ultimately, I realized I didn't need to f- figure anything out. You know, it was the most beautiful part of this, and I'm so thankful that to everybody and everything that made this realization come alive in me, and which I can share now, and I hope it comes alive in anyone who's listening. That the reason the pain was there, our natural tendency is to just look for the source and who's causing it, what's causing it, fix it, get rid of it, da 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 all the shebang around it. And actually, when I began to look at how do I make space for this pain? How do I make friends with it? Because, you know, you got tired of doing that, tired of remaking and reinventing yourself over and over and over and over again. You ultimately sit down and say, all right, then fine, you're not going anywhere. I might as well get to know you a little bit. It's like an unwelcome guest and you just keep trying to push him out of the house and it's not leaving. He said, all right, then you sit down here, have a cup of tea and tell me what's your name? Where do you come from? What's your favorite color? And that did something amazing. And I made friends with it. It revealed its gift and the gift was, now this is interesting, it's like you you have shadow beneath the light and you can't see that, right? But that's where the treasure is, right underneath the light. Pain says, I was here only to help you build this capacity to let me be. 
to let me be. And as I let it be, it began revealing who I I really am, almost constructing me. I I would like to talk more about it some other day. But for now, I would like to say that we all are HSPs. And we all are sensitive. We just need our own love and affection. We need to find a way to be our best friend and say it's okay. It's hurting. It's painful. It's tragic. It's unbearable. And yet make space for it. Write about it. Paint about it. Sing it. Make songs out of it. Express it. When it's expressed then it sort of sits there comfortably in a chair and sings you a song, tells you a beautiful story and stops troubling you. And when I'm busy trying to get him out of the house, he's jumping all over me, trying to torture me. So that's... I can't say I'm, I'm pain-free. And that's, that is an unreal thing. It can never happen. But what can happen is the ability to feel it, the ability to be with it and understand it, that can change. So I'm the same person a few years back, would be panicking if there was a problem of any kind, would be livid, would be angry, would be upset, we would be falling apart in places all over. And I'm the same person who's looking at myself and wondering, wow, that's a huge homecoming. Just incredible. And I wish this for everyone because I know it is possible. And this is the reason I make these podcasts. Because if I share with you every single detail of my life, how I did it, um when I did it, what happened, who were the other players, what happened in my mind, then how did I choose something differently. I think that time has come when we can't apply someone else's principles directly and get results which are consistent and abiding for a long time. To some extent, of course, that works and maybe for certain kind of people it works, but there are certain kind of people who will not take someone's word for it. We are the kind of investigators or, you know, scientific-minded or something. We want to go to the core and, and, and reinvent the wheel and rediscover the fire and then we will cook one day, you know. So some of us have these dying need to not conform at all. And I think I would invite every one of us to, to connect to the inner teacher, so even if you're using someone else's teachings and principles that have worked for someone else, all of it might not work, right? But some of it might stick and you use that for a while until you have your own little manual of stuff that works for you, like principles or ideas or, or practices. And then you see results for yourself. And I love you for being relentless and stubborn like me. I really do. Something in us made us stubborn like that. 
and it's very rewarding. Keep going. It's very immensely rewarding, so much that I would fall short of words to say how many enormous, amazing gifts have I got for being who I am all along the way, not just today, all along the way. Earlier, I didn't know I had those gifts and rewards and I was getting them. Now I know more and more that, oh, this is a reward and that's a gift and this is a reward and more conscious and more of and real stuff like money and like material things and like relationships and friendships and oh, they're offered they come like a blessing they just come I'm not striving to make it happen and oh my god isn't that what we all want I know it's possible. That is why I want to share every bit of the how. You know, someone says to me, be here and now, and I'm like, okay, sure, that's an interesting idea. Show me how. I think very few people really take an effort to show the how. Even if they show the how, like a lot of wonderful, wonderful people we have who show the how. But I feel I want to know how you did it in that particular moment of distress take me into your life show me your ordinariness show me your humanity show me I will show me your vulnerability and show me how miserable you've been I don't want to see this pretty picture of a person who's all sorted out and has got it all under control and it's all happening for them I want to see the shattered side and then I want to see it like I want to walk with that person and see it only then I would buy or you know accept it. And that's what I used to be, not, not so much now, but that's where I began. And so that one friend who made a difference was the person who said, it's okay if you are miserable and livid and whatever, you can just come over and have a cup of tea. She didn't say it in so many words, but yeah, she welcomed. And uh, that's why it made a difference. That's when I, I could see and be seen for all the stuff I was made up of, human stuff, then I could finally see myself. Like someone else saw it so I could see and accept and love those broken bits, completely shattered bits, and completely like impossibly broken. I think I lived forever with the idea of doom inside me. Like every little thing was like the end of the world. You know. And so many of us are. We are products of this environment. And we, we are constructed that way. But it's momentary. And then we shift dimension. Because the same environment is also programmed to bring us that shift. That new dimension. How? How can I make that happen? I think more and more to just allow myself to be myself and say yeah today I'm this so I'm going to make space for this today I'm angry so I'm going to make space to express my anger shut everything that's my way but you could be doing something else and just paint and write and draw and dance and sing or today I'm feeling a lot of love and I want to go out and hug everybody and find 10 people and say okay I'm coming over so that kind of even practicing 5 minutes a day or 1 day a week that what made a difference to me actually I just kept on practicing every single day because I just 
felt like I'd die if I didn't do it. And it's the only thing that's working. And if I didn't do it, I'm going to just fall apart and just completely dissolve in distress. <laughs> so wonderful to, to see, just sit back and check in and see one has traveled and one has never been alone. Yeah, that's the other thing I always felt. Doomsday, end of the world, and terribly, miserably alone. I couldn't feel another individual around me even if I was in the, you know, a room full of people. And even if I was sitting next to my most beloved person who really loves me, I just couldn't feel their love because it didn't register. And it took like you have to say it 20 times to me before it registered and may still not register. So some of that trauma thing is like it creates this lovely deep, 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 deep bottomless tunnel. Can you imagine now that it's carved, it's again being filled with so much deep, 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 deep joy and peace. But the pain was like that chisel which went in and said, come on, I'm going to carve it deep and bottomless. And then, then the chisel, the hammer went away. And what's left is this beautiful deep tunnel which now is being filled with flowers and songs and whatever I want to fill it with. Just, isn't that amazing? And yes, pain happens, but well, it's not so deep. <clears throat> not so deep. Because it's, you know, one has made friends with it, with it and seen its all finer nuances and characteristics and one is able to notice it from a distance and say, oh, it's coming, it's coming, okay. Let's change stuff, let's welcome it and give it, make a nice, lovely meal and say, oh, it's satisfied and it's leaving faster. <laughs> so so the resistance is, is so low, right? And I want to make this whole thing so human because for me it's still about becoming more human. I already had so many amazing gifts and and psychic abilities and healing abilities and I had them all all the time since my childhood and so it, it's been a reverse journey of becoming more human with them with them not without them in between even I I tried even to 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 forget them and say I don't have any gifts because I want to be accepted I want to be loved and now that I found my own love and my own friendship from within there isn't much craving for to meet anybody out there. In fact, I just want more and more solitude so I can spend more time with this inner creature, inner teacher, inner child. And from that space, I feel I connect with everyone. So if anyone wants to talk or or connect and just hang out or anything, I'm I'm always available because now the other person and me are not so different. Of course, no, I mean, I have resistances and complaints coming up, but I'm able to navigate them with with greater openness or greater willingness to look, okay, what what about this? Whatever you're saying is not working for me. Can, can, we, can I engage a little more? I feel that's the job. That's what we're supposed to be doing all the time. Isn't it fun to be intimate with everything and everyone? Hmm... Another long, delicious breath and a nice stretch and crackling off my spine and oof. 
I've been poking my hair with pencil and tying them up in this summer heat and it's nice. Maybe this also has an ASMR effect for you. You can fall asleep and I can fall asleep. Yes, just listening and talking to oneself. My children do that all the time. And with that, I'm going to say bye-bye for now. And I will try and record one podcast every day. Because this is me listening to myself and altering my inner narrative. So that I can sound like this all the time, even when I'm not speaking. And that's the very selfish and personal reason I'm making the podcasts. And it's all I once again because when you're listening it translates as I in your mind it's just overlaying your voice as an I voice and if we all talk with such kindness to our own self and drop judgment let's talk about it tomorrow how to drop judgment or or uh, be judgmental consciously and with approval from oneself and maybe even get paid to be judgmental. (laughs) So many possibilities. Oh my God. And thank you so much. I love you. I love me. I love you. It's the same.